and hello, and welcome back, guys, to another episode of Observe and Report. Welcome back to you. <laughs> it, is, back to you. it is good to be back on the mic. It is good to see you again, Jax. It is good to sit here and talk about the things that we've seen. And for those tuning in for the first time, this is Observe and Report. We are your hosts, sitting across from me, Jack Smith. Hello. And I am Jason Simmons. And we are here to talk to you today about the things that we watch, how we felt about them, and to challenge each other to watch new things and to broaden our horizons and also to anger each other yes. in new and deep, deeper ways. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been away for a while. Um, I listened to the episode that you recorded when I was away. I really enjoyed it. Yay. Um, I greatly enjoyed the Bones talk. Um, we all enjoy Bones talk. That's what <laughs> I live for, Jason. That's most it? of what I've watched this all last right. two weeks. Okay, it's a wonderful show that existed. All right, the Fox Company employed both those Deschanel sisters. Oh, that's uh, true. Very well. All right, I, I'm into season four. That's how much I binged. I've also fallen. Those asleep. are long seasons. Those are like twenty plus episodes. Shut season. up, Jason. <laughs> I've fallen asleep every like third episode, <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't seen all the episodes. But like you know, they've been playing on my television. But I feel like when you wake back up, it's like they, these episodes can connect to each other. It feels is every episode pretty much the same episode. I mean, yeah. It's very much bone of the week. Yeah. Like, okay. Bone of the week. It's a different I, bone. I have a fever this week. I know. I wish that wasn't true, but it's 100% accurate. There are hundreds of bones in the human body, all right? And hundreds of episodes but of bones. there are different, like, assistants, so those okay. guys kind of rotate in and out. So it's like, oh, who's it going to be this week? Oh, that and it's like the premise that the assistant comes in is just like... Oh, this lady's weird. Actually, she's super smart and capable. Is that it's, the general? It's um, assistants who are equally, if not more weird. Oh. So it's just like, oh boy. That feels like fair ground for character actors to just run amok in yeah. and really like just choose some scenery. Sometimes it's a little painful. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, sorry. Naturally, just jump right into Bones Now talk. that we've ended our episode of Bones Talk. That's my other podcast. I'll be starting Bones Chat. The Bones Zone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, let's get into it. So what have you been watching? I've seen a lot on the wild seas. Mm. They've taken everything from me. <laughs> and I saw so much <laughs> and so little at the same time. <laughs> Learned a lot about myself and what I can do and what I can't do and the limits of humanity. <laughs> but... Uh, speaking of the limits of humanity, I did see uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix uh, on the ship. It was already on the ship? Oh, yeah. It went straight to ship. That oh, was uh, the kind of movie that that was. It's never a good sign. It was in theaters for like four days and, and then, then right straight to, to cruise ship. ships. Get that out to the ships. They need it. All right. They need tough. something to bore them at sea. Um, it was a funeral of a movie is oh, the no. only way that I can describe it. Um, it was definitely like... It wasn't even like a like them saying goodbye to the X Men franchise. It's like no one is happy to be here. <gasps> the movie is just tones of gray, oh. not not just Jean Grey's, just tones. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I know You're the, the sea did right. things to me. I'm sorry, <laughs> and uh, you know this is just who I am now. <laughs> um, no, it's. Um, I would say the fault of the film is not any of the actors involved. Mm-hmm. It's not Fassbender. It is not um, McAvoy. Not McAvoy. Not any of those mm-hmm. pe- people. Um, what's her name from uh, from Game of Thrones? Um, uh, I can't uh, remember her name. S- Sophie Turner. There we go. Not her fault at all. Um, she's actually fine as a lead. Um, I had some like misgivings. I was like, I don't know. Can't you hold a movie in a yeah. row? Just fine. She's Great. like a lot of the focus of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they introduce antagonists to the movie that are just 
undefined. They're like nondescript aliens. Hmm. They're not even any famous X-Men villains or comic book villains. They're just like thrown in. They're like, oh, yep, the Vox. They're a thing that happened one time in like a, a comic book from the oh, mid-2000s. It's just like, what? What? There's no buildup to who they are. The, the antagonists, I don't know. It just felt very annoying and just like like a, a, an afterthought. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because like I, I believe the director, not Matthew Vaughn, I forget who the director is, but they had made films before decent yeah. ones and it's just like what you just and you wrote this it just felt like you just didn't care wow. yeah um jennifer lawrence obviously wanted to get out of there as fast as possible she, <laughs> she dies in the first like 20 minutes of that movie smart girl smart um just some premise stuff i mean there might be some light spoilers for those who wanted to see dark phoenix if you did no get to your nearest cruise ship because that's the only place you'll find it <laughs> um so yeah, like for some reason the X Men, <clears throat> generally speaking, as we've seen them in film, are either like outcasts or like you know operate in secrecy. Mm-hmm. They're like America's top super team. Like they've got oh, toys and comic weird. books for some reason. Like the year nineteen ninety two. Also, it's a period film. It happens ninety two. What? But there's nothing there indicating that it's ninety two. Like all those first class films, the McAvoy and uh, yeah. Fassbender, they're yeah. all very heavy on like, hey, it's the seventies. Like, hey, it's the eighties. Like, right. hey, it's the sixties. This one, like, eh, I guess it's the nineties. Like, no, there's tons of things they could have done to like you know evoke the time, but they did yeah. not. Yeah. Um, you can feel the lack of money in this movie. Oh no. <laughs> um, in the sense of. Uh, they, in the last few films featuring uh, the character Quicksilver, mm-hmm. they've been these long, very well done yeah, fun yeah, yeah. sequences cool. of like super speed. When they're trying to, when they're breaking Michael Fassbender out, I yeah, think. that was awesome. Yeah, it happens for like half the time it does in, the, in these other films. Oh wow! And it's like, and they they all state the character Quicksilver out of this movie really fast too. It's like, oh yeah, if he was here, it kind of break the movie and like, oh, we just can't have him here anymore. Wow! So it's just like, I don't know, every possible like writing crutch they could use they did and mm. it just didn't feel good it felt sad the whole time it's just sad no one wanted to be there you see james mack was about to cry every scene you just feel bad for him all right you know he shaved your head. he didn't shave your head for this movie shaved for split yeah. and that's that's fine but yeah i didn't like it and it was just sad to see like this is the last you know fox franchise x-men movie before it got totally wiped away oh, really? and rebooted under the marvel banner oh really so in this being their last hurrah, it just felt weak. And Especially because the movie before it was so bad. And that's the thing. You went from bad to just like a worse. Like, yeah. It was a waste of an Oscar Isaac. Yes. And this one. Why it's would a, you cover up that handsome face? What a waste. Uh, I could have told you from the get go. Like it just just poor design choices in that whole movie. And in this one, even weaker choices. A waste of a Jessica Chastain. Like she's mm. like the main villain, quote mm-hmm. unquote. But she's not used to any real effect. Oh, that sucks. I don't know. That no, I do know. This is not good. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you had any thoughts or desires to, hey, cruise ships are there for you. But uh, if yeah. you, you know, if you want to see a good superhero movie, see something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of options out there for you these days. But uh, but yeah, what uh, what else have you seen? Well, based off of that, going mm-hmm. off of that, um, the you mentioned the Marvel. Um, holy crap, that list of what you watched is so <laughs> long. Oh my god. Um, I have a list of hopes and dreams that is significantly shorter than that <laughs> list of things that you have watched. Um, you mentioned earlier to me off mic the um, whole Sony Marvel deal thing. Yeah. Can you tell me about that? Because I do not know. So, okay. So this is breaking news Ooh. as of by the time you hear this a few days ago. <laughs> um, but uh, it recently came to the terms that uh, Sony and Marvel slash Disney 
uh, are no longer working on making Spider-Man movies together. Mm. Um, the whole gist of this being that the previous Spider-Man films that you saw, um, Homecoming and Far From Home, or and also uh, Captain America Civil War, oh. uh, all done under the banner to have Spider-Man appear in the Marvel films because the film rights are owned by Sony. Mm-hmm. In the late 90s, um, or actually in the, the late 80s, uh, Marvel sold away a lot of its rights of characters to various movie companies mm-hmm. in the effort to just get movies made and get the names of things out there. Mm-hmm. So Spider-Man got sold off to like Columbia Pictures way back in the 80s, and then they got bought up by Sony, and it's just been the Sony property. So gotcha. all the Sam Raimi ones that you saw, all the Andrew Garfield ones that you saw. Or that I didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, that was, those are all sole Sony productions. Gotcha. And... Sony, uh, this is post the leak of like 2013, 2014. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers this, but like um, when Sony was hacked by a mm. uh, Korean hacker group oh, um, yeah, as a result of like, that, uh, that J- James Franco, Seth Rogen movie, oh, the interview. Yes. Um, a lot of things that leaked out and one of them being like, you know, they're just misdirected with Spider-Man. They didn't know what to do and they don't know what to do. Interesting. So the co-production of Marvel is one of like, well, you guys are obviously good at this. Let's sp- split the profits where in which Sony's making the lion's share mm-hmm. and Disney gets like a percentage of the profits mm-hmm. uh, for the sake of like, you know, really handling the creative side and Sony handling the distribution side. Gotcha. And hey, success. Yeah. You made three really solid movies featuring that character mm-hmm. in that incarnation. And they just had a huge success with um, Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse right. this past uh, winter. And it's like, hey, this co-production, this partnership works Mm -hmm. and people like it and you're Mm -hmm. making good things and then Disney wanted to renegotiate the terms like hey you know can we talk about this apparently the idea was to have a a 50-50 share Mm -hmm. and Sony was like no god no like we can we can make our our, we can make good movies on our own and this I think returns to the hubris of Sony as a company overall um or in which it, they they believe in themselves. They have a lot of pride in the things that they make mm-hmm. across the board from electronics to films. And we shall see what the product is. And some are saying this puts in, into jeopardy, um, you know, the Tom Holland yeah, Spider-Man films yeah. and how those are going to play out. Yeah. Um, I, I, there are ways, and as I'm thinking of just a fan of these things, like you can write around it where it's yeah. like, okay, like, you know, this is all self-contained. But I feel like you lose a lot of the the enjoyment of that world of yeah, that character totally. especially when you can't talk about tony stark anymore oh god <laughs> like yeah. you can't talk about the avengers anymore you can't talk about captain america anymore so, in relation to the spider-man this last spider-man movie is the last one that will be partnered with marvel it'll be so all, far it'll all be sony theoretically from here on out theoretically but this is all something where in which That's nuts it Why is would, crazy right surely disney can has all the money now so they can just get outbid them and get it back like you have all the money that's the joke that people are saying well they'll just, they'll just buy it they'll yeah. just buy it back yeah <laughs> like, like that's cute sony nope like disney's the richest entertainment company on earth right now yeah it's like a giant high school bully and like some little dweeb like there's nothing <laughs> what do you what Ugh. it's like yeah this big sale worked out pretty well you know now i want half the cake <laughs> <laughs> and the nerd is saying, no, I can make delicious cakes on my own. No. They have no heart, those cakes, <laughs> is what the bully Disney is saying. <laughs> That's nuts. Okay, cool. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, this whole, all the Marvel properties, um, most of them are back under the umbrella of the Disney Marvel mm-hmm. entity. Um, but there's still one or two out there that are wild stallions roaming free like Spider-Man. 
and another character that no one will ever see a movie of called Namor the Submariner. So there's Interesting. that. Interesting. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's that's superhero talk. A little superhero corner. I liked it for you. Um, and trust there is. If I'm Tom Tom Holland, I'm getting real nervous. Of like, come on, it's like, getting those dancing shoes back on. Cause... <laughs> well, because like, there's so much momentum behind him now. And, oh, like, absolutely. I mean, he'll have a career no matter what. But like, that sucks. Oh yeah, he's got movies coming out and whatnot. He's uh, doing that animated uh, Pixar film. Uh, oh, that's right. Coming up in a few months, and it'll be good. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but also, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. This is, like, the biggest thing he's ever done in his life. Like, he's... Like, he has nothing to worry about because I'll take care of him. <laughs> of course. He can just come live with me. I make enough for the two of us. Right, your child bride. Yeah, he, yeah, uh... yeah. No, baby child bride. It'll be great. We'll move to Brooklyn. It'll be super cute. We'll mm. get a dog. It'll but be he'll great. always be homesick for England. We'll get a second place in London. Okay, he's I'm sorry. He's got that Spider-Man cash in his back pocket. Like, <laughs> they can't can, take that from him. We can make this work. Call me Tom. Um... <laughs> thing that i've watched um speaking of marvel um the beautiful chris evans mm-hmm. uh did a new movie called the red sea diving resort how is that i saw an ad for it yesterday and i was like what is this so it's basically um uh like african Ar- Ar- argo is that yeah okay um it's I don't know how I feel about it because there are a lot of beautiful men in it that because cannot be denied. I know he's in it. I know Michael Kenneth Williams in it. Yes. Um, uh, the Greg Kinnear is in it. Ben Kingsley is in it. Greg Kinnear. Dang. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. I yeah. think. And uh, the gorgeous Dario Naharis from Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I don't care what Dario, he's Dario Naharis 2? 2, yeah. All right. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I everybody's guy. He's Ugh. so handsome. Um, so he's in it. Um, it's set in Ethiopia in 1979. Um, this is really African. Yeah. So it's Ethiopian Jews, which were a sect of people I did not know existed, Mm -hmm. um, were being persecuted. So they were trying to flee to Israel. Mm -hmm. Um, Michael K. Williams. Ooh, got a pause. Let's hold it right there. And well, we'll be back with you in a second. Pizza break. (laughs) Welcome to the bone zone. Your one-stop shop for all things relating to bones. We're talking silly booths. We're talking gruesome crimes. We're talking dreamy edition allies. Should you watch 12 seasons of bones, which equals out to 246 episodes? Of course not. That's why we're here to do it for you. So tune into the Bone Zone. We're sure we'll leave you satisfied. Okay. <laughs> we're back yes we are it was a great pizza break it was Mm-mm. good american style pizza oh boy i did not eat well today okay <laughs> so back to where i was the red sea diving resort um ethiopia here we go 1979 oh, 1979 um so michael k williams aka omar from the wire mm-hmm. um he is trying to smuggle people out um and Chris Evans is working on behalf of Israel to get them out. Okay, so he's uh, from Israel. He's a, an Israeli agent, basically. The Yes. Okay. Which is perhaps his most non-fictional like, role to date, <laughs> aside I from Captain say, America. That feels like stretching some acting muscles yep. for Captain America. Um, for Chris Evans, excuse me. So uh, Ben's, Ben Kingsley is, an, is a government official in Israel. Mm-hmm. 
And Greg Kinnear is a CIA agent who's working nearby. Question. Is the CIA in this instance just basically like basically just saying like you do what you want to do but you're not getting any help from us it feels like what Greg Kinnear is there to do <laughs> uh, it's a little more amiable than that okay it's because uh, he sees them at different periods of time like before they start this kind of scheme mm-hmm. and after and so he's just like oh hey Captain America what's up and then <laughs> they start doing this thing and he's like Captain America what are you up to Captain yeah, so um, he's not in it uh, terribly much, um, but so the plot is the way the only way um, they can get these people safely out of there um, is to smuggle them. Oh man, sorry, I saw this a couple weeks ago, so my oh. memory's not great. I think into is it in the Sudan, I think. Um, and they reopen this Red Sea diving resort that had been closed because they couldn't get tourists to go there because it was, uh, like a very chaotic like time. A conflict zone, kind yeah, of. Yeah, there okay. was violence. Um, and so Chris Evans hatches. They had been smuggling people out different ways, but they're being, people are catching on. Mm-hmm. Um, how long, what's the time frame of the film? Like, um, it is, I think, a couple years. Really? Yeah. Okay, because I always feel like these kinds of films always happen like in the span of like a few days yes. or some weeks or something like that. Totally. But over a couple of years, that's very interesting. Because I think they um, they have several missions. So, okay. So they his plan is to open this Red Sea Diver Resort. It's on the coast, so people are able to come. Um, they're able to get there, and then the... Uh, Navy, the equivalent of like Navy SEALs for Israel, they once the people, the refugees get there mm-hmm. um, at night they these like Navy SEAL guys come in onto the beach with their boats, they load people in and then take them back to like a big um, a much bigger like ship Okay, and then they're taken to Israel to safety Okay, um, and so when they open this resort, they have to pretend like it's real Oh, so like they're taking guests and like, you yeah. know, people really are on vacation. Right. Really, they're just refugees and it's like a temporary ref- right. refugee camp, kind of. Uh-huh. Okay. Except that people start showing up because they had a brochure. Oh, people are like, hey, like, I'm here for the <laughs> resort. Like, German tourists are like, oh. <laughs> and you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> now, see, this could become a very weekend at Bernie scenario where it's like, <laughs> how do we actually run this resort when we're doing all this refugee stuff? Um, oh, you know what? There's a woman in it who is lovely whose name I don't think I wrote down because I'm the worst. Um so it's basically like these five people, this kind of ragtag group of people who five of them who of course each have a different skill set. Okay. Love it. One guy's like a sniper guy, one guy's a doctor. <laughs> um and so I think they're there for like a couple of years cuz they have at least a dozen if not like 20 something missions where they go out, bring people in and then get them onto the ship. Do they ever say how many people were like saved from their efforts? thousands wow yeah um i should have written it down i didn't take good notes um but yeah they helped a ton of people um and uh i always am concerned about like the whole um like white savior complex yeah that certainly is at play here and it seems like it could be in this movie it's for sure um 
I mean, but, literally but Captain America coming to save <laughs> Jewish Captain America. A bunch of people. Um, so there is that. Uh, it was nonetheless an interesting story, mm-hmm. um, and what people had to go through to. They didn't really show enough of because it's focusing on them as opposed to the people struggling, the actual Ethiopian Jews trying to get out of there. Oh, as opposed to like showing like them, their, their the plight struggle. of the day to day. Having like... to walk like hundreds of miles and like through water. They showed at the beginning, mm-hmm. but um, just getting to a different place, but of them having to go through like a river. But it, they just briefly mentioned like how much of a journey it is to get there. Mm-hmm. And they don't re- they don't show it, which is frustrating. Because this feels like a totally different movie from the perspective of the refugee, as opposed to the people helping the refugees. Like from someone showing them the perspective of being in Ethiopia and then having to make that dangerous trek to this resort, and then from there, what's your life like after you get on this boat to go to Israel? Yeah, like, no, it's just focusing on this one group of people as opposed to the actual people that they're helping. Okay. Um, which. Don't get me wrong. It's interesting what they had to do and the lies that they had to tell and how they're actually, they're opening a resort. It's a fully running resort right. to these people. Um, but it's not the most harrowing part. Um, but it was interesting and it is based on a true story. It is all those people who were there helping. They show pictures at the end. Oh, um, like the actual people. The actual like, people. I like when movies do that. I know. And they showed the actual resort and it looks just like that. Like, that's nuts. I find it crazy that something like this was just like, it feels at least to me like barely announced on Netflix. Like it feels like very under the radar almost. Um, I saw a couple of ads for it, but yeah, not, there's no like subway ads for it. It wasn't like, I mean, maybe they just know I love Chris Evans. That's probably evident from what I watch. (laughs) So maybe they show it to me a little bit, but it, you know how they'll have like a main page when you go there and it's usually highlighting whatever their re- most recent like quote original thing yeah. is? Yeah. I had to like search for it because it wasn't up there and I was like, okay, well, whatever. It's so weird. It feels like they don't promote any of their films that are not going to be like Oscar worthy. Absolutely. It's like, and those films they'll release in theaters as well just like to get nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, I doubt they did that with this. But at the same time, it just feels like they'll promote the shit out of their shows. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like their their original shows, when um, when it comes to their original movies, it's like okay. whatever. Yeah. Eat it, idiot! Like want to yeah. shovel more stuff at you next week. You're not orange is the new black, so we don't care. <laughs> Here's your oatmeal. Shut up! Like and honestly, like that's what this movie was. It was entertaining for two hours, and mm-hmm. kind of called it a night. Um, but it was an interesting story. It made me want to look it up more. Um, yeah, I don't know. it was. It was what it was. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And it was inspiring, and I cried, <laughs> per usual. <laughs> that sounds like a good experience. Yeah, um, and yeah, it was great. And they also are on a beach, so like, there's a lot of beautiful men with shirts off. Oh. And I discovered that I don't mind a man in a short short. Oh, well, that's a good discovery. Yeah. A European cut? Yes. Not <laughs> too short, but enough that I'm like, oh, I'm not into man thigh, but like, mm-hmm. I'm accepting of these. Because it's also, it's Chris Evans. This is not at all the point of this movie. <laughs> I fully realize that. But, like, you know, got to keep it light. Um, it was definitely post-Marvel, so he's still ripped. Oh, okay. But not quite so ripped. Uh-huh. And so I was just happy for him that he probably eat, like got to eat pizza and, like, be a little bit normal uh-huh. at this point. But still looks real good. <laughs> 
And so Dario Naharis, he's got his shirt off. Is he a, also uh, an agent for Israel? Uh, yes. Okay. I mean, I there those the rest of the group are not necessarily Israeli, but they were just brought on this team. I okay. Think. But yeah. Okay. They all had to play certain characters and like this Ar- is Argo style, you know, like this is your backstory and now you're going to have a German accent and blah, blah, blah. It is very interesting that these stories exist and like, and again, the whole promotional aspect of it, these stories exist. It feels like this is something I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like you guys didn't do anything to promote this. Yeah, it just no. feels like you'll find this if you knew about it already or if you're interested in the actors that are here, mm-hmm. like as opposed to just like, show me a damn trailer about this. Show me a poster. Show me, show me something. Because it's an actual inspiring, lovely story that would be good for these days of mm-hmm. people helping people. But maybe they knew they would get backlash of like the whole white savior thing, so they're I mean, like, "Let's maybe. just." But again, in like the the sh- the literal stream of things that they throw at you, mm-hmm. why not just say like, "Hey, this is this cool movie that's a lot yeah. smaller." It's not really an actiony film, but mm-hmm. it is harrowing, and it yeah. is like you know. It has thrilling aspects yeah. to it. And it's a real life story. So mm-hmm. here you go. But Yeah. I think they probably were stuck relatively close to the facts from what mm-hmm. I read and stuff. So And again, as I said before, uh Netflix is an uncurated mess. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I mean, good luck finding <laughs> cool things that you don't expect to find on there. Yeah. Um Speaking of cool things that I didn't expect to see, mm-hmm. I saw Train Spotting too. Oh, um, I never saw the first. I read the book. Okay. In college, but I never actually watched the movies. I saw the first movie probably way too young. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have been learning about, you know, heroin addiction in Edinburgh when I was 12 Ooh, and 13. Yeah, but no. you know what? It was a fun movie <laughs> <laughs> about the depths of addiction. Um, yeah. But no, Train Spotting 2 was fun, nice, good, and moving. Oh. In certain kinds of ways, um, the basic premise is this is legit. Twenty years after the first one, Ewan McGregor's back in town, and this movie is all about why you should never go back <laughs> if you've left a really harrowing experience mm-hmm. and like a really tough upbringing. Probably you shouldn't go back if you're not planning to fix things. Yeah, if you're just planning to hang out, oh. you're gonna fall into the same old oh, shit no. you used to. Um, and this movie is very much about that. Um, Ewan McGregor goes back. Um, to his hometown, you know, after 20 years away. Um, seemingly, the movie does swerve you. I mean, spoilers here. I don't know how many people are out there trying to see Train Spotting. Uh, yeah, okay. But some, a light spoiler is like he, he goes back on the guys like, oh shit, he's going to go back and like fix his friends up and like, you know, make things right. He comes back to pay off the money that mm-hmm. he stole at the end of the first Redemption movie. Redemption story. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no. <laughs> That's a big lie. I got divorced. I don't have any kids. My Aww. job is like, you know, downsizing. I'm going to get fired. But so it's more realistic. Which it's I appreciate. way more realistic and like can appreciate a lot more. And it's just like, I'm just here to like kind of dick around and like maybe getting some schemes. Yeah, I got schemes going still. <laughs> and they got schemes going still. Have you heard of Ponzi? <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a fun exploration of all that stuff. But it is like, you know, a, a big theme of the movie is like, you got to grow up sometimes. Yeah. Like. You can't do the same things you did and expect things to be okay. Like, they're going to have different consequences now that you're older. Um, and, yeah, also, it's a big reminder of, like, hey, when you left, if you left things, you know, messed up, there may be some consequences to pay for that. Yeah. Um, Who's the guy in it who is now, like, Sherlock on... Johnny Lee Miller. Mm. 
Yeah. He was really good in it. He's cute. It feels like he hasn't aged a day, and mm-hmm. this, neither is Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. Heroin, you see, keeps you young forever, seemingly. <laughs> um, no, um, they were both really good in it, and they are the main focuses. Focuses? Focus Foci- of the film. Foci? Foci. <laughs> um, of the movie. Um, and examining their relationship how one is really trying to fuck over the other and the other oh. one doesn't know it and oh, is also secretly kind of fucking him over although I don't unintentionally like secrets jason there are a lot of secrets in this I movie don't like secrets, and okay. they all come to a head oh god i hate that it stresses me out the whole time <laughs> i also think of ethan i always think of wait what was the guy's name again johnny lee miller i always think of him as being the british better looking ethan embry i don't think you're wrong i think that's like pretty spot on right? <laughs> just like ethan embry is just a more like rounded edges version yes i feel like johnny miller's a lot more confident in his life he's more confident <laughs> he's got like a pretty strong jawline and whatnot mm-hmm. and ethan embry is just like a little bit of squishier version <laughs> no judgment i love squishy it's fine like uh, yeah i think they were both active at about the exact same times uh-huh. as far as like you know their peaks mm-hmm. um but Could yeah be like his english cousin you know what it's entirely possible Let's make this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Twins 2. Starring. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, it was good. Um, it was Danny Boyle returning to something that he directed, which mm-hmm. he never does. Mm. He's usually a one-done kind of guy. Like, th- there have been sequels made for movies that he's made before, but he hasn't stepped back in to, like, direct those. So it's, I'm just curious of, like, why he decided to come back to something when the, a big theme of the movie is, like, you shouldn't go back to things sometimes. Oh, that's true. So, I don't know. It was fun and i really recommend it i can't tell you anything that was on i rented it from the ship's dvd rental service (laughs) because i was really bored and sad one night (laughs) um so yeah but at least it was a good watch it was a very good watch i was very surprised at how much i liked it nice yeah um i watched long shot with Charlize theron and seth rogan oh how was that i was like very curious about that movie it was fucking delightful that's good to hear it's just a really good funny romantic comedy and like more on the comedy side than the romantic side which i prefer good um charlize theron is great they don't try to make her into a comedian she's just a very has a good sense of humor she's a really likable character um, they don't fall into the dumb trope of, well, she's a successful professional woman, so surely she must be cold and is mean and like nobody likes her. Like she's just a normal person just who a successful person, right? And like they show her home and like it's got pictures and like it's a warm like they do a good job of showing like yes, she's a normal person. She's just also like really driven and it has and she plays the secretary of state. Mm-hmm. Um. Bob Odenkirk plays the president. Great. Yes. That, <laughs> yes. That is yep. my ideal. Amazing. For him. And it's obviously very kind of Trumpian. He used to be an actor mm-hmm. and now he's just this idiot president. Um, Seth Rogen plays a uh, journalist who um, they were neighbors growing up. He and Charlie Theron and she used to like babysit him. But there's not a huge age difference there though, right? She's a couple years older than Like him. five years older maybe? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, um, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Um, Ice Cube too. Ice Cube cubed. (laughs) Ice Cube squared, excuse me. (laughs) Um, oh, right, right. Um, he is, he's not in it a ton, but he's fucking hilarious at the parts that he's in. And, um, June Diane Raphael is also in it as, um, Charlize Theron's right-hand woman. Okay. Um, and they're both like, 
standouts. They're just great. Like every part that they in, they kind of steal it. Good. And they're really funny. And Judai and Raphael, it's so good at playing like a very exasperated, annoyed. Put upon. Yes. <laughs> She's so good at it. <laughs> um, and it's not anything. You're, they're not upending the genre of romantic comedies, but it's just a like, really good one. And they have great chemistry between Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Um, and it's genuinely really funny. It's great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's weird. From the premise of it, it feels like a throwback to like a 90s simple rom-com Absolutely. like The American President or yes. like Dave or something like that. Where it's just like, here's a story about the president in love. Like, sure, why not? I'll watch that. Like, that feels like something my parents really be into. Mm-hmm. It's weird that I'm at an age and I was like, this feels like a total parent movie, but yeah, I'd watch this, sure. I really, I watched The American President when I was a kid and I really <laughs> enjoyed that movie. I've seen it multiple times. Um, but uh, the premise being that she is, um, she's Secretary of State, but uh, she wants to run for president. So oh. she is, um, she's trying to get this um, kind of deal, environmental pact type thing um, signed by s- as many countries as possible. So she's traveling around with Seth Rogen. Oh, okay. And he becomes her speechwriter, um, which like, great, solid premise cool and this feels like perfect a, for romantic comedy here we go and it feels like a gender flip yeah where in which normally this movie is done where in which there's a man who's right, a secretary right, right. of state and he meets this quirky girl that becomes yes. like you know his speechwriter no let's yeah. put that around and it's not like seth rogan is like a big loser and blah, blah, blah. like he's decent at his job yeah <laughs> absolutely so and she's like wow this is really great and she's amazing but not put on such a high pedestal that it's kind of ridiculous it just was a lovely very heartwarming very funny uh comedy okay. that i would recommend i was very interested in seeing it and i really wanted to it just felt like that was one that just was in and out of theaters pretty fast yeah exactly like i surprised not to see like on any planes or mm. ships or anything like that like and it came out very close to um excuse me um late is it called Late Night with Mindy Kaling? Yeah. So having two comedies, not that that's a romantic comedy, but two comedies, one called Late Night, one called Long Shot. They both are being held by women. They came out within like months of each other, I think. So I don't think that helped, even though that's... At the start of like blockbuster season, yeah, too. That, <laughs> the fact that two movies came out with women in them should not hold it back. <laughs> but it, I think they did a little bit because they're also like the similar titles and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I would highly recommend it. It was really fun. Um, it was fun to see those two people kind of out of their elements a little bit. Um, yeah. And uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. definitely on the husband list. And I want to be best friends with June Diane Raphael. Okay. Because she's hilarious. They are generally good in the things that they do. Always, yeah. So I'm always down to see them do good jobs at yeah. things. The You know what? You would love the friendship between Seth Rogen and... O'Shea Jackson Jr. are best friends, mm-hmm. and it's a very like um, Detroiters kind of like very lo- <laughs> a very loving, supportive relationship. And they're just like O'Shea Jackson Jr. Um, is just like there for Seth Rogen. <laughs> He's like, I got you. <laughs> it's just great. Boys to Men is in it, like the band Boys to Men. Yes, excellent. And that reaction that you just had is the same reaction that Seth Rogen <laughs> and O'Shea Jackson Jr. had to it. 
because <laughs> Seth Rogen is like, oh, no, I don't want to go to this thing. And <laughs> Shay Jackson Jr. is like, Boys and Men is going to be there. And Seth Rogen's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, then, yeah, I'm definitely going. Yes! If you tell me right now, like, well, Boys and Men is going to be at this thing, let's effing go! Who isn't? I listened to that CD on repeat as like, a kid. Come on, they can do one fine day. I know Mariah Carey's not there, but they can. But like, do one they fine have day. to, right? Is Motown to Philly going to happen? Because I am one hundred percent down for that new Jack Swing jam. Like, this oh, this movie is right up your alley, and I need you to see it. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, speaking of Seth Rogen things, mm-hmm. um, I recently watched uh, Arizona, um, which is a small film that came out about last year, mm-hmm. uh, featuring Seth Rogen, Dave McBride. Um, but it's not your traditional stoner comedy fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a dark, dark comedy um, featuring Dan McBride um, as a man. It, it all takes place during the like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, like economic crisis mm-hmm. and like housing bubble collapse, mm-hmm. uh, where in which a guy who's about to lose his home kind of goes on a rampage unassumingly to oh. like secure his home and like you know shore up his life. Mm-hmm. But he winds up like. Killing Seth Rogen, who was the guy that sold his, sold him his home and oh, lied to him basically, and then it just kind of escalates from there. Danny McBride is a guy that is, and it's called Arizona. Called Arizona. I've never heard of this. This was real on the ra- radar. Right now, it's on uh, HBO Now, HBO Go. Um, but features Luke Wilson. Um, I forget the female lead's name. She's awesome. She's like the main focus of it. Um, Caitlin Olson from uh, mm-hmm. All the Sunny. Um, and yeah, it seems like oh, this is like you know a comedy of errors where like one guy mistakenly kills another guy, mm-hmm. but it's like no, there's something broken in this man all because he lost his home, and it just keeps escalating and growing from there. Is it Rosemary Dewitt? Rosemary Dewitt is like the the main actor in this film, and she's awesome. Interesting. But you think it's a comedy, and like you're laughing, but really, this is a subtle horror movie. Wow. Okay. It's like a thriller where like Danny McBride is like you know this terrifying entity like kind of like that's not surprising. I mean it is, but like Danny McBride because he I know isn't he like super into horror? Yeah, I said I know, and then I questioned it. He was one of the writers but, on the new Halloween movie, right? And, right. Like, one of the so on it too. it's kind of him, his first foray. And... It feels like him dipping the toes yeah. of like no, this is what I want to do. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Yeah, so it was it was pretty chilling at points <laughs> and pretty gruesome at points, like. Oh. It does start as a comedy, but it evolves into, like, a legit, to me at least, a legit, like, thriller. Wow. Um, like, did you like it? I did like it. Like, um, and it's a small movie. Mm-hmm. They're not more than eight characters overall. And you can tell, like, they definitely, like, you know, save their money as much as they could by, yeah. like, you know, filming on, like, you know, uh, uh, close community stuff and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like, it was well done, but creepy. Hmm. So, yeah, off the beaten path okay. for, I think, a lot of people in this movie. Um, I don't have much else, so you can just keep going. I got a dumb long list. I think I'll just go over the things that I liked. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, Love it. I'll run off some things that I did see. Um, I saw Black Panther again, of course. Great. Great. They played every Marvel movie on the ship. I saw a lot of them. <laughs> um, I saw Aquaman for the first time. You didn't see Aquaman? No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, Megan and I went to go see it. Oh, um, it was fine. Uh, I, th- I thought it was cool. Um, you should. I wish you had seen it in an audience with a bunch of other people who mm-hmm. were like in, like ready, really for into it. Wow, into it in that like just excited for it. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like passionate about it, but just like up for seeing exactly what it is that they're seeing. A like bro ass bro kicks some mermaid ass and having an amazing time while while he's doing uh-huh. it. Like, it. Everyone went in there with the same excited 
energy that Jason Momoa had going into it. <laughs> so we're all just like, yeah. <laughs> That's one thing about him. You could tell he was having fun he the was entire time. A freaking blast. And that's I think at this point from what I want from my big budget superhero movies I just want people to have fun I want people on screen to have fun I want to have fun watching it I don't know that's where I am right now but he was having a lot of fun and you could see that that was apparent in the action scenes in his comedy and in his acting um Nicole Kidman was like good in it I didn't I just forgot that she was in the movie exactly because <laughs> um, like hmm. she plays his mom um and it's like it doesn't feel like a huge amount of age difference here but okay yeah I don't know why she was in that movie uh, Tamora Morrison as his dad was cool. I liked yes. their relationship a lot. Me too. Um, I like that they I like. To be in, I thought he would be in it more for some reason. I wish he I was. I thought so too. I yeah. wanted him to like just to be along for the ride a bit more because yeah, he seemed same. the character seemed down for adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the start of the movie, I like that they like he comes out of the sea, hangs out with his dad. Like mm-hmm. let's go grab a beer, son. And they just, it's very sweet. Yeah, yeah. I like that whole sequence of like him being on land, the people of the earth getting mm-hmm. used to him. Like you're Aquaman, right? It seems like there's about to be a fight scene. Yeah. Actually, no. They like, just want a picture. They want to take yeah. selfies. It's very sweet. Yeah. And then it involves like, let's all like have beers together. <laughs> and like, it was a fun moment. Yeah. Um, A lot of fun moments like that throughout the movie. Patrick Wilson. Hey, man. Where you been? Jason, I just remembered as you were talking that <laughs> like that aspect of the movie existed. Because in my head, it was all just like at their place on the beach. And then I was like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> Patrick Wilson riding a seahorse. Like, it uh, all came to me in a flash. And uh, I was like, oh my god. I forgot about all the underwater things. <laughs> for some reason. For you, Aquaman is just a beach house vacation movie. Kind of. Like, your guy gets to reconnect with his dad. A like, little bit. Learns about his mom again yeah. and finds love. Yeah. <laughs> it's an exciting adoption story. For you, Aquaman was Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I would have enjoyed it. Um, do you... Remember me talking about how, is it Manta? Black Manta. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost said Mantis. That's a very different animal. Um, like, he starts out, he's there at first, and you're like, all right, here's our bad guy, and mm-hmm. then he disappears for half the movie. Yeah. And then he comes back. Yeah. And then he disappears again. Yeah. And then he comes back <laughs> at the end, and it's like, okay. I think he looked really cool. I like. He looked like a badass. Yeah. It was great. And then you go back underwater to patrick what's his face you're like <laughs> why are we writing like what is happening right that now? was a weird split focus of, as far as like bad guys it was very confusing because i just needed one and i had two because i just wanted i mean they're both very handsome so just give me one, <laughs> just give me one of them it's too much handsome also please take the helmet thing off of black Manta. <laughs> why must you cover beautiful men's faces show his face you can take a punch it's all right oh, <laughs> Uh, Yaha Abdul Mateen, I think his name is, um, who played Black, Ma- Black mm-hmm. Manta. He's really good. I want to see him in more things. Really um, I was happy to see Patrick Wilson in this. I feel like <laughs> he doesn't get enough as much as he used to anymore. Um, he's had an interesting career. He really has. It feels to me like he just kind of does the things that he wants to do that he's interested Pretty much, in. Yeah. Um, and which is, I think, any actor, any person, <laughs> that's what they want to get to eventually in their career. I'm just doing the things. That I want to do, not also, that I have to do. How do you say no to a Marvel movie at that point in time? Like it, they're so big, mm-hmm. like not to sound like a shallow dick, but like you know you're gonna make bank on it forever. That's yeah. Get to buy a house, yeah, off of this. So Put like, your kids through college, yeah. So he, whenever I saw interviews with him, he seemed a little bit embarrassed about it. Um, Shut up, Patrick Wilson. You were Night Owl and Watchmen. <laughs> 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 embarrassed. Get out of here, man. Um, or maybe it, that's how I 
perceived his attitude not in like a mean way but just like like i have to put on this helmet i'm sure it was silly because you're on wires pretending to be underwater your fake hair is floating around Mm. it's weird but i mean he looked good I thought his costume looked good. He looked great in the fight scenes. He brought an intensity that helped to offset Jason Momoa's aloofness yes. that I liked um, as, like, you know, antagonist and protagonist. It's like, mm-hmm. cool. Um, and yeah, Amber Heard was great. Um, really, really pretty. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, like, distracting. Like, Jesus. Now you know how I feel almost every time <laughs> I watch any movie with a beautiful man. Um, but she's very pretty, yeah. But, but she yeah. didn't have as much to do. I think they could have given her a much better role. She but. was more like the conduit, like his call to adventure, kind of like she's you have a just, world to save. Yeah, the typical female characters that they give, which is unfortunate because I feel like Marvel's been better about. Well, this is a DC movie, so they oh, have a whole right. different mandate of what is expected. And there we are again. Like, hey, my kid had as a straight D student. He's making a B, B minus. Oh, we're going to Fred Records. Like, that's how I feel about all these movies. Like, when they're good that's right. or when they're decent, it's like, whoosh, you guys knocked it out of the park. I don't know how you did it, but it's amazing. In which case, I retract my statement. Um, Patrick Wilson, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> this is not a Marvel movie. This is a DC movie. You know what the deal is. Took you a big probably... gamble on that one, buddy. Big gamble. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky it paid off. Lucky uh. this made a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, Jason Momoa was the highlight, and he was just super fun in that movie, and mm-hmm. I just feel like he's just a fun guy. He is, and there was something else. Oh, I also watched, oh God, they only showed superhero movies on the ship, I swear. Mm. I saw Justice League again. Oh, Jason. It was fine. <laughs> and again, the way I'm watching these movies, I should clarify, it's not like I'm sitting through for like a two to three hour span, like, mm-hmm. yeah, movies. It's like, I got to watch 15 minutes at, at 6 a.m., and then I'm watching, I got to watch an hour straight on my lunch break, and then like I caught like 20 minutes, like right before I was about to go to bed, then I woke up again, and then they was playing again, so I caught oh like God. the last 15. So I'm catching these weird, disjointed yeah. parts, and it just makes the day longer because you lose track of time on a ship. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I also don't know if that's like a good way to watch those or a bad way to watch those because at least it breaks it up a little bit. If you've seen it before, it's fine. If you haven't seen it before, it yeah, throws be you off a little much. bit. Um, oh, Aquaman. I just remember just cheering for handsome men. <laughs> Myself. Let's hear it for the boys. Yeah. yeah. And the women behind me. I was just like, I get, I get all of this. I'm here for this. Jason Momoa looks so good. Again, he's on the Council of Jasons. He's much appreciated. <laughs> Um, I also saw a, not a superhero movie, a wildfire, um, directed by Paul Dano. Um, it is set in the 1950s starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, it's all about the, the death of love yes. in the 1950s. Yeah, who's, uh, is it Carrie Mulligan? I think it's Carrie Mulligan. Um, yeah. it is Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. It is, uh, I think this and Revolutionary Road are a nice Ooh. pairing to watch that's a tough pairing yeah of like hey a marriage is only worth what you put into it if you add handmaid's tale to that you're just you're you're out you're out of the game like hey you may want to reconsider your whole life (laughs) um after this trifecta of entertainment um wildfire was a tough watch and it's all done through through, through, it's all done through the perspective of their kid who's like 16 Mm -hmm. and like he's watching his parents like marriage fall apart his dad semi abandoned their family Mm -hmm. like he leaves like to go fight these wildfires in wyoming 
and their family moves around a whole bunch and all that stuff but he's kind of like left there with his mom and his mom is like having an affair with like this older man in town and like at the same time he's just trying to go to school and like hold on a part-time job and like be in a football team and like but at the same time he has to take on all of this nonsense of his Mm -hmm. parents life that he never asked for that isn't really his responsibility but he has to deal with it and seeing it from his perspective is like very good i forget the kid's name who plays the role um he feels like paul dano cloned himself (laughs) to make this boy um but it's uh it's good and intense Mm -hmm. and very well done like the whole uh palette of the film is very gray and and brown it was very depressing it's very depressing looking um but they do a great job as far as the set decoration costuming it does feel very much of the time um a solid watch if you're in the feeling a little depressed (laughs) and if you're questioning the concept of relationships and marriage um what else did i see oh uh bat superheroes i saw shazam on a plane oh god it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> Did you have any thoughts going into it before you saw it? I didn't know. I, I've heard nothing but actually uh, from people I talked to that seen the movie, nothing but good things. They're like, it was fun. It was light. It was. It wasn't heavy. Like it was kind of just what you want to go and see for a superhero movie. Um, Mark Strong was really good. Oh yeah, of course he was. He's um, always good, no matter what movie. <laughs> also handsome. The movie had a lot to say about just like you know. I thought it was a great dichotomy between the protagonist, the antagonist, um, insofar as like, hey, one simple interpretation of an event can really change your whole outlook on life. Basically, like, hey, this is how your parents treated you. What do you do with this information now? Mm. Like, in both instances, your parents abandoned you. How do you take that onto yourself? Mm. And it's not even like abandoned, like, you know, oh, they died. It's like, nope, they chose not to be your parent. Like, (laughs) and they really do, like, hit that home on both ends. You see, twice you see kids, like, rejected by their parents are they still living with their parents or they're physically one like... is one there his mom just walked away <laughs> like legitimately walked away from him and he grew up just without any kind of parentage other than like foster parents hmm. like moving from home to home okay and just seeing how that affects one character versus how another character takes that exact same experience mm-hmm. like oh this is surprisingly a decent character study um zachary levi was a lot of fun hmm. he was great at playing a 35 year old inhabited by a 14 year old my reluctance not reluctance um when i saw the preview i felt like the kids should be younger and i felt that way too a little more innocent instead of being which but now given the background that you just gave me Mm mm-hmm makes a little bit more sense yeah but, they want to play a little heavier themes i think yeah um but I, I i guess i wanted more of like a big scenario where it's a pretty innocent younger kid all of a sudden being giving these amazing powers mm-hmm. as opposed to a somewhat jaded kid it's more interesting it's more unique to do it the latter way i just um wasn't expecting it no that's totally fine hmm, that's interesting okay um I also just looked a little too goofy it is goofy but like not so much so that it's distracting okay um it looks good um i think that a lot of the other current dc movies like suffer from like you know this slowing down the fight scene and like very much Zack snyderisms and it's their visuals this one doesn't Mm. this is a dc movie it's a dc movie interesting 
Um, it was funny. You see Patrick Wilson in the background riding on a seahorse. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I here? This is all connected. <laughs> <laughs> By Aquaman on DVD. <laughs> um, no, it's um, interesting. The same month this came out, it was the same month that Captain Marvel came out. Mm. And everyone flocked to Captain Marvel. Um, but what's funny is the character Shazam was originally called Captain Marvel. Um, for historical purposes. <laughs> Like, um, and things involving legality and yeah. companies buying other companies eventually couldn't be called that anymore. Um, but it was just kind of funny that in one month there were two Captain Marvel movies. Mm. <laughs> um, he at one point was the highest selling, uh, character in the world, like more what? popular than Superman. What? Um, and yeah, they were fun little throwbacks, like the comics history and it does connect to the larger DC film universe and all that stuff hmm. but in very subtle, subtle ways. And one not subtle at all. It was very uh, obvious and very fun. It was okay. at the very end of the movie. Okay. I think, too, I thought that it was a little too much. Again, perception. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's given your review. It's great. Um, but it seemed like a little bit too Zachary Levi winking at the camera a lot and smiling and being like, this is great, right, guys? Like, mm. No. I think, it, okay. to me, my interpretation, it was a lot more fun it was like he, he was just having fun with the character okay. as opposed to like we're all on the same joke right it wasn't fourth wall breaky at all i didn't mean like i didn't mean literally winking oh, at us okay. but it just i don't know i guess maybe i'm just too used to with all the marvel movies um relatively serious superheroes mm-hmm it's hard for me to combine big and a superhero movie into one movie. Fair. Because that's what it is. It is big combined with, you know, yeah. a superhero movie. And maybe, again, I don't like teenagers. <laughs> so the idea of a teenage boy, the worst person on the planet, <laughs> to then gain powers, how dare you? Yeah, I think you're right. And, like, if it were skewed younger, if the, the boy was, like, seven yeah. or nine or something like that, there'd be a lot more wonder. Yes. Like, you know in in his experience like right. a lot more whimsy i think yeah and maybe that's what i wanted when you start like playing with teenagers it's like okay this kid knows how to lie so yeah. <laughs> no. there's like a little bit of loss of innocence at that point where yeah. it just feels like okay like but with a kid truly a kid there seems to be something a bit more i don't know it's sweet and hopeful innocent. yeah and innocent about yes. it yes maybe that's it Okay. So fair enough. I understand where you're coming from. But and... no, that's good. Maybe if I am on a plane. <laughs> yeah, again, <laughs> watch it. you shouldn't run out to like, buy or that. But like, if you're on a plane, you know, check it out. All right. Um, other things I saw, just to quickly run things down. Um, I saw Jack Ryan, Shadow Agent. Bad. Don't see it. <laughs> um, Wait, that's... Chris Pine and oh. Kevin Costner. Oh. Um, as the newest Jack Ryan. Oh, boy. Um. Oh, yeah. Chris no one Pine. needs to see this. It is straight nineties. Like it's not, it's not even to say the nineties things were bad. If I have to, that's see the someone, level of quality, though. Yeah, nineties action movie level quality. If it's a to, very specific quality. Yes. Yeah. If I have to hear, give me a sit rep one more time, or oh yeah, to see someone put up like fake internet on their like <laughs> tough book. <laughs> like I done good. I'm real good. Yeah. Um, the black screen with a green yep. font. If if someone says like you know I never asked this life, but you have to serve your country. Sure. <laughs> if this ain't Angel is Fallen, I'm not into it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, 
gosh, what else did I see? Um, blah, 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 blah. Alita Battle Angel. Not terrible. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I hope it's on a poster. <laughs> Not terrible, Jason Simmons. <laughs> I came into that feel like this is going to be bullshit. It yeah, because that the previews for it, oof. Yeah. They're um, rough. I would say, actually, when you actually sit down and watch it, the CG effects, you get used to it. Mm-hmm. It's not so weird. She's the only one with big eyes for some reason. I don't know why. It's a real Disney way to go about yeah, it. Yeah, I Very guess. kind of anime. That's 100% weird. what they're going for. Like, because it's based on, like, an anime anime. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, Rosa Salazar, who plays Lita, she's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Robert Rodriguez directed movie, which mm-hmm. I, I didn't know. Yeah, I just... didn't see that coming. Um, but he's also, a horror film guy, right? He's a horror film guy, but also the Spy Kids guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, that also, natural combination. See, he's, he's, he again, he's a guy that does what he likes. Like yeah, you know, he I makes mean, the things he likes to make. That's so funny. Um, but there are some good performances overall. Um, Christoph Waltz is really good in it. Is he being Christoph Waltz or is no, he actually acting? He's not being a creep. He's oh, being good. he's being like you know a, a fatherly figure. Okay, and very much um, you know. A moral compass in the film. Interesting. Um, there are good action scenes throughout. Um, Mahershala Ali um, mm-hmm. is really good in it. He's looking cool wearing a lot of suits. Um, and they're not covering his beautiful face, right? They're not covering his beautiful face. Yes. His face is on full display. He's wearing a lot of shades, but That's they look fine. cool. Um, Jennifer Connelly is there, and I keep forgetting, like, yo, you're good in things. And I was like, damn, it's Connelly. You're... She's so pretty. The Vision is a lucky man. Um Ugh. Viz. <laughs> Fucking Viz. The minute she ever said Viz in that movie, I almost gouged my own fucking eyes they out. They are the worst part of those movies. Like, that is not a cute romantic <laughs> nickname. Just get just call him Brian. Nobody Anything. Needs the Viz. Not Viz. <laughs> Wonderful wizard of Oz. Oh, you can give him literally any name. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh God. Oh, sorry. No. I'm okay with that rant because I think that relationship has a lot of problems with it, but whatever. Um, but no, the movie's fine. The male lead in this movie mm-hmm. is not good. <laughs> um, he's like the worst part of this whole thing. What is the honesty. plot of it? Whole, it's pretty convoluted. Okay. So it's the future, right? Mm-hmm. And people have robots' bodies and sometimes just regular heads. Cool. Um, Can't cause... wait. Oh, that's what I want, though. <laughs> just give me a ro- like. <laughs> Oh, that's oh! I hope that's what the answer is. <laughs> just put my head. I got good hair, so just put my head on a robot body. I've always wanted to be thinner, so like <laughs> this is the future that I'm hoping for. Give me bigger eyes. Give me anime eyes. Great. Ooh, exciting. Okay, I'm already into it more than before. So in the future, people get robot bodies. Sometimes um, there's two societies: uh, one that's on the ground, one that's in the sky. Uh, and Uh-oh, basically, it's a Downton Abbey upstairs downstairs. It's an upstairs downstairs situation. Oh no. Upstairs people uh, don't let the downstairs people, and downstairs people will do anything to get upstairs. Hell yeah. Um, so, Christoph Waltz finds Alita in a junk pile one day, just her head. <laughs> um, her... That's how my head will also be down. <laughs> with, like, a bunch of McDonald's wrappers around it. Um, attaches her, like, head-neck thing to, like, a new robot body that he's building for his daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, wakes her up and finds out, like, oh, she's pretty cool and nice, and apparently has these sick battle skills. And uh, she starts to remember a little bit about who she is. Um, and apparently there was a war at one point in time between the bottom and the top. Mm-hmm. And the bottom people almost got to the top. Then it got beaten. And she's been sitting in this junk pile for 200 years. Wait, you said he was building it for his daughter. But doesn't he then treat her like... See, his daughter died. 
Okay. And then this is... He's going to try to bring her back? Yeah, not really. This is like him just saying like, well, if my daughter couldn't have this body, I'll give it to you. Gotcha. Um, and he has like a very fatherly relationship with okay. her. Um, but yeah, um, the premise is, you know, she's starting to remember who she is. Um, her boyfriend, who's the sucky dude, mm. um, wants to get to the top by any means necessary. Mm. He winds up getting hunted. Um, and as a result, she's like, I'm going to take it to the top. I'm going to beat the man. So there's definitely like, you know... It ends with the idea like there's gonna be a sequel to uh, this movie. Oh, that's hopeful. Huh. Uh, it did okay. Really? It actually did all right. It was actually decently reviewed. Audiences liked it. Really? Audiences came out for this movie. Interesting. They want and this this movie took the place of X Men Dark Phoenix. Oh. Um, in that very fe- easy competition, easy one to take over. And I'm assuming it did well in Asia. It did well in Asia. Did well in America. Like it didn't like you know break the box office right, or anything right, like right. that. But like. There was enough interest, critically, fan-wise, and money-wise, but, like, we could do another one of these, and mm. it wouldn't hurt. Okay. Um, so, that was a lead of battle, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like if it was just called Alita, I would have taken it 40% more seriously, but mm-hmm. calling it Battle Angel, that's not <sighs> something I want to hear. It's from the original title, and this is a movie that James Cameron had a hard-on for four years. Like, I'm not surprised by that. They kept saying, like, you know, this is his masterpiece that he wants to make, but he has to make Titanic first. This is his masterpiece he wants to make, but he has to make True Lies. But it's just like, <laughs> dude, just fucking make the movie or don't. Either you, like, you're James Cameron, man. Yeah. The billion dollar man. Stop making 18 avatars and just fucking. That you haven't made yet. <laughs> nobody wants. <laughs> by the way. Except for Disney, apparently. I don't know. Mm-mm. Again, the movie that everyone saw that no one could really remember details of slash names of characters it was just bad marines versus good people who love trees yes done (laughs) the end is sam worthington still alive who knows we'll find out in the next avatar yeah is he just one of many in the lineup of like generically handsome he was 2009 brown hair guys he was 2009's jai courtney there we go (laughs) boof (laughs) <laughs> don't get me wrong i'm not gonna say no to him but like, <laughs> um what else did i see saw widows um oh, yeah widows was very good uh directed by Stephen queen starring viola davis mm-hmm. um michelle rodriguez Liam neeson um it was it, colin farrell it was really good However, it, no one's a good person in that movie. No. And it shouldn't be interpreted as, a, you know, there are these women fighting back for what was taken from them. No, these are assholes fighting bigger assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, like, what the core of that movie is, for me at least. I mean, I'm trying to remember. Oh, who's the other? There's another black lady in it. I'm forgetting her name. She's in everything these days. She's... I forget her name. Oh, she's an excellent singer, too. Oh, shoot. Um, keep talking. That may be one I have to look up. Um, I am. But yeah, the base premise of the movie being that these are women who are going to steal a score that their husbands uh, originally were going after. Mm-hmm. All, all their husbands being, you know, um, bank robbers, um, criminals, but they are all killed uh, in a high score and wrong. Cynthia Erivo. Cynthia Erivo. Yeah, she was awesome. Okay. She's um, my favorite of the ladies. And these wives, these women, decide to take up you know the mantle of their husbands and mm-hmm. go after this money. But it's a situation where in which their lives are already good. You know, it's not like they're. Yeah, that's true. Like it's not like they needed the money. In some instances, yes, kind of. But in other instances, it just felt like 
hey, yeah, like two of the women, I feel like needed it. And two Viola Davis didn't. did not. No. Yeah. It, it just felt like a matter of some. In some instances, greed and pride. Just like, hey, I'm taking this because I want it. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, realistic in many many respects. I was blinded by their beauty. <laughs> I was just all about them. But now you make an excellent point. <laughs> Um, speaking of ladies doing things, mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite topics. I watched "Can You Ever Forgive Me?" Uh, featuring oh, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. How was it? I have yet to see it. It was good. Um, it was good and a fun movie. Um, not no, I'm lying. I was it was a say, hard watch. Yeah, <laughs> not fun in the sense of like, oh my god, this is like so fun, but fun in the sense of like, oh, this is a story that I didn't know existed mm-hmm. before. Um, the premise being Melissa McCarthy's playing this uh, writer who became a forger, forger, for, a forger. Yes. She forged letters mm-hmm. um, written by famous people to other famous people to make money and essentially just, you know, not even like make a lot of money just to pay her bills basically. Yeah. And the persecution she faced from that, from the government and from the community of like, you know, booksellers and whatnot um, set in the eighties. It was good. Um, directed by uh, Mariel Heller, who's going to be directing the uh, Mr. Rogers a pick oh, featuring uh, yeah, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. I just saw the preview for that. And I worked with her in the past. She's like really no cool. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. On a on a play that she directed. On a play that she started rather. Um but yeah, it was it was good and I understand why uh Melissa McCarthy got like, you know, all the all the noms mm, for it. Nice. Um but moving on to other things. Uh not too much left. I watched uh the other guys again with uh Will Farrell and Mark Wahlberg, uh, where they both play New York City cops, uh, <laughs> going after like financial criminals. I don't think I ever saw it. You haven't seen the other guys? No, I don't think I have. It is a lot of fun. It's I like it because every person in every scene is allowed to be ridiculous, <laughs> and there's there's no such concept as a straight person in this movie, like a straight man or straight really? woman. It's just like everyone has the opportunity to be like ridiculous at any time. So it makes every scene like taut with like just like what can happen here. Like who's going to top who in this scene? Without it being too chaotic and kind of going off the rails? Exactly. Oh, it's, okay. It somehow manages to not be chaotic, but like everyone has, everyone's allowed to be funny. Okay. That's um, hard to do. Yes. Like Michael Keaton's in it and he is, what? he perhaps steals the movie at certain really? points. <laughs> like, he's the closest thing to a quote unquote like straight laced person in this movie he plays our captain but at the same time he's peppering in jokes in there where it's just like you you gotta get out of here keaton because you're you're stealing the movie from everybody (laughs) in this movie um steve coogan's in there um eva mendez oh wow um and every name i'm putting out there they all have moments of just like laugh to your gut isn't pain funny because doesn't Eva Mendes play Will Ferrell's wife? Yes, yes, she does. And Mark Wahlberg just doesn't understand. He cannot c- conceptualize <laughs> how this relationship works. I think I've seen part of that movie, but I haven't seen the whole thing. It's I find it weird that it's like kind of left out of like you know the, the league or like the kind of like you know really funny comedies yeah, of yeah, like yeah. the two thousands of like yeah. the Will Ferrell like you know catalog catalog. Yeah. But it is painfully funny. Okay, and also like this you can see Adam McKay like having an agenda like. You know, financial criminals fucking suck, and yeah. I want to talk about that. Oh, and, I didn't know he directed it. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. And then, like, I think right after that, he went to like uh, Big Short, Big Short, like oh, that kind of film. Interesting. And you can see, like, you know, in this movie, it talks a lot. the fo- The whole focus is financial crime and like mm. Ponzi schemes and all okay. that stuff. So that was a mini stepping stone. Yeah, you can see, like, this was always an issue for him. Hmm. Um, so yeah, 
it it's really good. And there's so many bit players that show up there that are really funny. Damon Wayans Jr. shows up. Awesome. Like Matt McCarthy shows up. Amazing. <laughs> like, oh, I love him. Bobby Cannavale shows up. Like oh, so The Rock and Sam Jackson like play like a hilarious part in this film. What? Like Okay, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to see that. It's really good. Um and as far as other things that I've seen um you always sound like you're about to break out into song. <laughs> uh I'll just talk about the the most recent thing that I saw which was today. Yeah. Um I went to the theater. Yes. Uh a little sick, but it's all right cuz you know what was my my medicine Hobbs and Shaw, <laughs> Dr. Hobbs and Dr. Shaw uh gave me a little bit of medicine so I could uh, walk a little straighter, feel a little brighter. Walk a little taller, walk like a little t- Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome for that. <laughs> uh, so it's a house and shot, and it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Jason, this movie is everything I wanted it to be and more. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've not seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. I don't care about them. You don't need to. Not no. for this. Um. I think I told you before what my favorite line was, which was Idris Elba saying, genocide, schmetocide. Yes, I I, uh, saw that little bit there and I cracked up to myself like, really, man? Y'all let this through? That's fine. That is one of the top 50 lines in cinematic history. (laughs) I don't know who wrote that line, but I want to shake his or her hand. his it's got to be a he oh i'm sure like it just i couldn't believe it and it brings me joy every time i think about it which is often (laughs) um i also did you pay attention when they were fighting at the end on the cars when doing the rock johnson why did i say his full name i don't know probably just because he deserves my respect um he is wearing the skirt thing. Mm-hmm. And then he hops onto a car. He takes that skirt off. There are shorts underneath. And then he pulls a t-shirt out from God only knows where and puts that t-shirt on because we don't go into car battle <laughs> without a shirt on. That's unseemly. I had a lot of questions about costuming for that 10 second sequence. Like, why was the shirt off for the for the regular fight? Mm-hmm. Why do you put his shirt back on for the other fight? Mm-hmm. Why is he wearing pants under the grass skirt? If you're going to have your shirt off, what do the, the pants matter? What were on his feet? He had shoes, I think. I don't remember. He had to have. I just don't remember. I feel like you didn't see his feet. You only saw the skirt. They had to keep some illusion there. Otherwise, we'd point out the flaws like this. What flaws? Oh, God. There were none. And again, this is just like a, that was a small, only nitpicky part that I had. Otherwise, it was a great big old action movie and i'm not nitpicking i'm celebrating the (laughs) fact that he took off a well folded skirt thing only to reveal shorts underneath it was perfection i i can only imagine that that t-shirt was tucked between his tight little butt cheeks (laughs) and he just whipped it out when necessary and it wasn't like he had it on like a you know a, a a bandana or anything like that it was just he picked it it was like it was on the truck waiting for him to be put on Mm -hmm. after the fight it was amazing oh my goodness um there were some fun little nods in there for fans of the fast series 
Um, mainly like one, the fonts, um, the, the fast font that came in for anything that was visual. You had the fast font, but also at the very end there with the trucks and it was like a goddamn Power Ranger sequence when all these trucks combine. It was to make a super tow truck. Best. <laughs> Nothing made sense. Every hook that they threw oh. to get onto the next truck, perfect. It was amazing. This this Simone super tow truck. Um, and I'm pretty sure physics were defied because none of that made sense. And of course, like. A hallmark of the Fast and Furious series. You want something to go faster? You got to flip a switch to make it happen. All right. Yeah, turn on that nice. Turn on bro. that nice, baby. And like, okay, we're in a Fast and Furious movie again. If you didn't know already, um, I enjoyed Rock and uh, Jason Statham's chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a good banter going on. I do feel like they showed all the funniest parts for almost all of them. At least the ones that were intentional mm-hmm. uh, in the trailers. But nonetheless, it was fun. There were two fun cameos I didn't expect. Yeah. They were not in any of the advertisement. Yeah, I won't yeah. say it because I won't spoil anything for you. Um, but yeah, two folks who are stars in their own right, who are headline films in their own regard, like showed up. I can't up. remember who the second one is. <laughs> okay, we're going to spoil it. So whatever. It's Kevin Hart. And Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that's right, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Oh, and um, Rob uh, D- Delaney. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, he yeah, does show up. He's great. And also a little Helen Mirren cameo to throw back oh, to the uh, right. previous Fast films, um, who wonderfully plays uh, Jason Statham's mom. Um, and I forget his sister, uh, her name in real life. Um, Me too. Something, Kirk, Vanessa heard. Kirby? I yes. Mean, she's really good. I, I don't think I've seen her in anything before, but... Um, yeah. Uh, but I can't remember what she was quite entertaining she's very pretty too um I her makeup was terrible <laughs> it's fine her eyebrows were way too long Zen pointed it out to me and I was like yes I did actually notice the eyebrow situation it extends very like it extends a very long way across the side of her face <laughs> Zen leaned over to me and was like her makeup artist hated her <laughs> <laughs> I think it was true um I, I guess I did maybe I did notice this I was like Huh, she has some pretty big wings going on in her uh, mascara there. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> like, I just assumed that was a style. Yeah. I guess it's not. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate that, like, the only way we can beat him is to take him back to Samoa. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, man, why not? Sticks and stones against, like, you know, high-tech stuff. That makes sense, sure. Well, they were able to jam the signals they, for their guns. For their ID tag guns. Duh, Jason. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Um, Idris Elba. I mean, this is the biggest threat they face. I mean, the Fast movies have always escalated to to ridiculous levels. They are the most ridiculous they've ever been. Mm-hmm. It was all about stealing DVDs from the backs of trucks. Now we're fighting black Superman on the backs of trucks. <laughs> like, it is it is such a crazy evolution? Like, the states have never been higher. Literally, the fate of the world is in the hands of Jason Statham and The Rock, mm-hmm. two previous antagonists. Of the fast films, who are now uh, partners in saving the world, um, I find it interesting. There was no reference to, or little to no reference to uh, Dominic Toretto and the rest of the Fast Gang. Um, as we all know, there's a lot of uh, in, a lot of real tension and heat yeah, between dreams. The Rock and Vin Diesel. Which I think is hilarious, um, which I find very funny. Um, but hey, I don't know if Vin Diesel make better movies, uh, and then maybe you won't be so mad at The Rock. 
Um, but uh, I appreciated seeing uh, wrestler Roman Reigns in there as one of The Rock's many brothers. Um, I appreciated that in all of his fight scenes, he did a, re- a different wrestling move each time. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cute. Nice. <laughs> nice. Samoan trap. Cool. Spare. All right. <laughs> like, it was it was cool to see him in a movie. He had no speaking lines, which I found appropriate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's not the best talker uh, on the microphone. but um, Me neither. It's okay. It's... Uh, <laughs> It's been a good year for him. <laughs> he beat cancer. He's in a Fast and Furious movie. That's amazing. Yeah. It's a good year. It's a good year. <laughs> Better than not beating cancer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a fun, fun experience. Um, in the movie, uh, there's a guy who's sitting next to me. He was like, he asked, like, hey, man, could you uh, get past here? I got to refill my drink before the war starts. <laughs> <laughs> As they're preparing for... Uh, uh, Idris Elba and his gang to come to the island. So you met my future husband. <laughs> yes. Nice. Um, and then you pass me on the back like, hey buddy, I come back in. Like, have, they haven't started, have they? Like, no man. Like, all right. That's like, also when I went to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, we're meant to be. It was, uh, it was a good crowd that was out there to see that movie. They were really enjoying the jokes. This is like a, a mid-afternoon on a Wednesday crowd. Mm. Um, they were about it, which I That's awesome. really appreciated. Um, yeah. Fast and Furious Presents colon Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> it was a full title and it was good I don't know like I didn't expect I really didn't expect to see this movie honestly really I, d- I didn't think I wanted to see it at some point really like, not that that was gonna be bad but I was like mm, okay I'll see it eventually what I, Jason it wasn't on my ra- I don't know maybe I'm getting older the seas ch- the seas changed me <laughs> I said this I many times thought that you would have been totally down to see it like when I saw the trail I was like yeah like hell yeah I'm seeing this but as months passed I was just like I guess it exists. You're in a tough spot in life. Though. I guess, but like, yeah. I, it, Are you happy that you saw it? I'm happy that I saw it. I'm. I'm you didn't have a choice because I made you. But like... <laughs> that was my request, my challenge. Yes. <laughs> I needed someone to talk to about it. Did you notice the call out to? I Italian job did, and <laughs> I smiled because I also saw the Italian job when I was away. Um, <laughs> the it, remake. The remake, not the original. With Jason saved them. Um, but it was cute. Uh, as they're going through uh, Shaw's collection of cars, mm-hmm. um, The Rock is criticizing, you know, his collection. Mm-hmm. And he looks at the tiny one and, of course, he's safe being small. And The Rock says, oh, like one that finally represents you. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, yeah, I used that one for a job in Italy. Yeah. And, like, you might as well look right down the barrel <laughs> of the camera. And just winked. And just winked. Like, yeah. you fucking jerks. <laughs> that was fine. <laughs> I love that he had clothes that fit The Rock. Even though Jason Statham is like half the size of him, <laughs> great. Glad you had those sweatpants left over. Oh God! Like his stomach sticking out. Like it oh, was, <laughs> it was a fun sequence. Um, I appreciate the friendship of Kevin Hart and The Rock. Um, that they're giving each other work. I guess yeah, I don't know. Sure, um, that's what I would do if I had. I was my friends in movies. Sure, I appreciate that. You know, Kevin Hart's now part of the Fast Universe. Um, I find it funny that Ryan Reynolds is in this movie because it feels like in the time of like when Paul Walker was a part of these films, mm. like he would have been absolutely a Paul Walker replacement or stand in oh. at the start of like, you know, the making of these films. Mm-hmm. I Is think that too goofy. Um, no. Paul Walker's character always struck me as being relatively um, serious in those films. Ve- he was very serious in these yeah. films and they did lighten him up towards like, you know, the end of his uh, run of the films. Um, but it just like from looks wise and just like oh, yeah. action guy wise, some blondish guys. Yeah, yeah. I, it was like oh interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it made me after seeing this movie, it made me want to watch Fast 
excuse me, Fate of the Furious, mm. the eighth installment, which I did not see actually, mm. which features uh, Charlie Theron. Um, oh yeah, and yeah, it made me want to to see more Fast and Furious, which is weird. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I never said thank you, but thank you. <laughs> Interesting. I can't believe you weren't excited for it. Yeah, it was just it was on my radar, but I just wasn't in any mood to care about it. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um, anything else? Because that was my only other thing. Uh, nothing worth mentioning, really. I don't know what to tell you. What, <laughs> like what? I, uh, oh, no. I'm lying. There's one thing that I want to talk about in a big way that I know okay. you'd like. Yes. And it was really good. And it's available for people now on Hulu. Um, what We Do in Shadows, the TV show. Oh, yeah. I haven't now, watched it yet. It's now available on Hulu. Um, it was only on FX. X. Uh, but now it's on Hulu. Why do they keep doing shit like that? Just keep it one fucking channel. It's not like you have so much programming FX that you can't fit another show on. I don't fucking know. Come on. They also have FX movies, too. It's oh, God. They need to. I mean, I can't really criticize that because I watch a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what we do in Shadows, um, what we do in the Shadows, excuse me, it's really funny. Uh, yeah. The show is really good. Okay. Um, it's a lot of episodes directed by Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see his beautiful face. He has a cameo um, oh, on the show. Uh, it is a, there's one episode that is nothing but a sequence of cameos of people that have played vampires in other movies. That's amazing. And they're playing their characters in yes. the okay. episode. I will watch it. And it's a lot of fun. And I'll leave it at that. I won't, I won't say anything else on that. But the, the cast is really strong. Um, the relationships are really good. I have not seen much of these actors in anything else, really. A lot of them have done mainly uh, work in British comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels very, uh, like, stacked with a BBC cast. Yeah. Um, Beanie Feldstein's in there as a minor character. Oh, She's no really way. funny. Um, That's cool. Gosh, it's it's if you've seen what we do in the shadows the the movie this is that but the tv show instead of being in new zealand we are now in staten island oh god <laughs> um, and uh this family of vampires uh and their familiar um guillermo um are just trying to make their way through big city life um some other fun cameos nick kroll appears as a vampire uh, who's a rival to uh <laughs> their house um, it's good, and the effects are so well done. It's as good as the, as the movie. Really? Um, you can tell like the they put a lot of money into practical effects. Um, it looks really cool. Um, gosh, it's it's relentlessly funny. It's only ten episodes long. Oh, okay, go for it. Just half hour episodes. Half hour episodes. Okay, cool. If you hear my voice, go see this show. It's so much fun. <laughs> nice. Um, I just realized I don't have an assignment for you because I'm the worst. <laughs> Oh, farts. Oh, Jason. It's all right. I just got really tired. Give it to me later. The pizza gave me the sleepies. (laughs) Oh, no. The problem with pizza break is it can break you down. Um, Excuse me. But I do have one assignment for you. You mentioned before. You were going to see it anyway. Yes. But I'm just encouraging you to to pursue that. Yes. Blade. Yes. Um, The Daywalker himself. Wesley Snipes. Yes. Um, Oh, God. It's so much fun. And also, it's secretly the start of this whole Marvel superhero universe stuff, kind mm. of, technically speaking, mm. um, on a timeline scale. Okay. Um, it's really good. Uh, I don't think a lot of the effects hold up. I mean, There's whatever. one effect that really doesn't hold up. That's fine. But it's good. It's real stylish. Okay. Um, actually, I do have something. Um, 
I can pay for it. <laughs> I'll see if it's on Amazon. What's about to happen? <laughs> um, it's just porn. Um, <laughs> I'll pay for it. Don't you worry. Um, no. Uh, that movie that I told you about during the break, pizza break, uh, Shadows or Shadow. Oh, okay. It looked really cool. A very stylistic Chinese movie um, that has a lot of cool fighting with weird weapons. That's checking all my boxes here. There's I know, things Jason. that I like. I'm excited. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be my assignment for you. Okay, I'll take that on. Cool. Um, yeah, we've got our assignments. Uh, I'm back on dry land. Um, and yeah, we we'll rolling out some more episodes for you. As I keep thinking, like summer's just starting. Summer's almost over. It's almost September. It's almost September. Oh my gosh. Well, it comes and goes. <laughs> but anyway, this is just, just an existential crisis about to happen. Oh god. But I'll tell you what's coming: more episodes yeah. to you on your podcast listening devices. So again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sitting here with us. Thank you for hearing us ramble on about movies. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you got to laugh a little bit. Um, go watch some Bones. Go watch some Bones. <laughs> head on to the, and head on to our sister podcast, The Bone Zone. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so- me talking about Bones and handsome men I want to bone. <laughs> Classic Bone Zone staples. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. You laugh, but I really want to do that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And stay tuned for a preview episode of The Phone Zone. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.